Welcome to the Fast Five Business News by Fear and Greed. I'm Michael Thompson and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. We've spoken previously about some of the social changes in the wake of COVID-19 and if you missed last week's episode, it is well worth going back for a listen. But today is all about migration. That's right. Late last year, the government announced changes to the migration intake that would see the record net migration of last financial year almost halved. Demographer Mark McCrindle is the principal of McCrindle, M-C-C-R-I-N-D-L-E, McCrindle, and an advisor to boards and committees across Australia. Mark, Australia's net migration peaked last financial year at 510,000. What does such massive influx of arrivals in one year mean for a country like Australia? Well, it's it's huge. Uh, You know, for more than a decade now, most of our population growth has been coming through overseas migration compared to the smaller proportion, about a third through natural increase. But in the last year, I mean, (laughs) to break half a million, uh, keep in mind that uh, prior to that, we were averaging about 235,000 net increase through migration a year. So it was more than twice uh, what the long-term average had been. And that was pretty much up on what it had been, you know, prior decade. So so really is um, in the unprecedented category. And of course, it drives that demand for housing, which is way ahead of the supply of housing. And you add to that um, to the, the natural increase, you add to that, you know, the smaller household trend that we see is, uh, is we've got an aging profile. So, you know, fewer people per household. And, uh, and it just means we need more houses than ever before and way more than we've been able to provide. Okay. What about things like existing infrastructure? Are we set up for those huge numbers or not? Yeah, we, we've got an economy that's, that's tooled for about 240,000 per annum overseas migration increase. And when you double that in a year and, you know, that higher than average spills over for a couple of years, uh, we obviously end up with some massive need for infrastructure investment. And, you know, we're playing a bit of catch up with population growth there anyway. You add to that the Olympics coming to Brisbane in under a decade now and the massive gear up in investment there. And it's uh, pretty hard to get builders into the the home building market uh, when the infrastructure demands are so strong and the, the the energy, you know, you look at energy infrastructure being constructed for a green economy as well. So so wherever we look, we're seeing costs go up because the demand is greater than than the supply and that's here right across the board before we even get to housing. Okay. So, it, it, I mean, migration is a good thing, I think, from an economic sense. The problem is that there's too much too soon. Is that right? It'd be better to step it up or how do we do it? How do we get more people in? Well, exactly. There is a strong link between demographic growth and economic growth and it does provide tailwinds for the economy. You know, it creates that domestic demand and an increase in in the investment that, that we want. And that's why we've seen since the pandemic regional areas do so well because as we decamped a little bit from our capital cities, as we realised, you know what, we don't have to live in Sydney or Melbourne, we can actually save a lot on a mortgage, get a bit of lifestyle and move to a regional area, we saw the numbers go up there and that's been a great boom for the local economies in regions that were looking for a bit of an increase. But uh, but you can have too much of a good thing. And at a national level, and certainly at our capital cities, Sydney and Melbourne, which gain more than 70% of the overseas arrivals, uh, we're seeing a bit of a, a shortfall. And that's when, from a positive, it actually starts to become a negative because it impairs the livability and the lifestyle, which is why people come here in the first place, uh, because the queues, the waiting lists, the 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 Um, public transport, hospital or school challenges just can't quite keep up with the demand. And uh, and you end up, particularly in a high demand environment, you end up 
uh, increasing the costs of the catch-up infrastructure, and uh, and that has a big impairment on the bottom line of the economy, and we're, we're seeing that challenge at the moment. Now, you mentioned Sydney and Melbourne, and of course, as you said, Brisbane has the Olympic Games in under a decade. What about interstate migration? Does that happen much? It sure does, and it's been the big talking point over the last few years. You know, the pandemic not only shut the international borders and then as we opened, has led to record migration. But it it really uh, transformed where we live internally. So as much as the overseas migration has been impressive, it's the internal migration, the rebalancing of our population away from just our two largest capitals, particularly now into Queensland, southeast Queensland, which has been booming. Perth is going very strongly at the moment. Um, Tassie has seen a significant increase in in numbers and the regional areas as well. So yes, we're seeing a massive change in um, in in the population in the settlement patterns, and those trends look baked in. They look set to continue, and so we can expect that uh, that growth um, right across Australia, not just in our larger cities. Mark, thanks for being part of Fear and Greed Summer. Thanks so much, Sean. That was demographer Mark McCrindle. Michael, I love this idea that Australia's population is spreading out, not just about Sydney and Melbourne, but in a decade's time, it'll be about Brisbane and Canberra and all sorts of places. Yeah, it's a fascinating topic and Mark knows it all so well. Thank you very much, Sean. That's it for today. Make sure you hit follow on the podcast. Regular Business News is back from Monday, January 15. I'm Michael Thompson and that was the Fast Five Business News by Fear and Greed. 